You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Hopefully we don't move to any other time slots anytime soon again. <laughs> this is the time we like, my friend. Yes, this is it. good, right? Loving it. Loving it. Gordon, let's go to work. Here's, here's one of our top stories that happened moments ago in the place that you love at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Number 400 in his career for Big G, Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, it was one of those ones where I was looking. I, I watched him swing the bat, and uh-huh. I said, get up. You know, like it, it yeah. might just get over the wall, and it just kept going and going, and it went beyond the, the bullpen out there all yep. the way to that, that, that seating area, which is a mile away from the game. <laughs> But he got one there, so number 400 for Giancarlo Stanton. And nobody was happier than Garrett Cole, who probably lost 20 pounds pitching out there tonight and uh, now has a chance for another win. As he, I can't believe this, Gordon, he's battling Sonny Gray for the Cy Young in the American League. Sonny Gray? The, it, uh, you want to oh. talk about the final indignity of this baseball season. <laughs> if Sonny Gray <laughs> were to win the American League Cy Young... <laughs> Oh, after he was just a nightmare here in the Bronx. Oh, it was unbelievable. It's unbelievable. No question about it. Uh, also, honorable mention on the, of our top stories this evening, of course, and Dan mentioned it, Coco Groff reaching her first U.S. Open semifinals. But, Gordon, the next thing that everybody's talking about, and it's crazy, and it, it, it doesn't matter. You know, it's almost like we have the conversation about analytics. Do you rest them? If you don't, sometimes you rest them. They still get hurt. Travis Kelsey hyperextends his knee in practice. Gordon, non-contact, non-contact. So it looks like he's in doubt for Thursday's NFL season opener. Uh, Andy Reid also mentioned that defensive tackle Chris Jones to hold out. No progress in talks there. Uh, this might be a little. This might be trouble for Kansas City opening against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I, well, we always think that we know how all these seasons are going to go. And I know a lot of people have been talking today about the uh, predictions by ESPN about this team's win-loss total, and this is their ceiling, and this is their floor, and the Chiefs are a lock, basically, to not only get back to the playoffs, but be one of the top seeds in the AFC. This is the type of stuff it takes, right? You have a, a, a huge impact player on defense that might not be there for the season opener if Maybe longer than that. Maybe he's not. He might be out a lot longer than the season opener. And then Travis Kelsey, a guy who was about as automatic on offense, who makes that offense go in the passing game, now looks like he's doubtful for week one. And you'd figure if he's sitting out week one, possibility that he might sit out even longer than that. And so uh, for fantasy owners who maybe just wrapped up their draft yesterday, Mm. Some poor sap in the first round says, you know what? Give me give me a lock in Travis Kelsey with the you know the fourth or fifth or sixth pick. All of a sudden, he's sitting with the guy that uh, took uh, Cooper Cup and the guy that took Jonathan Taylor. There are no guarantees. There are no guarantees for sure. And this is why, Gordon, you, this is why these uh, suicide pools and other things like this nature, you, you roll the dice with them because anything can happen. So now – in the situation, and they've lost a full point. Last time I checked on the lines, mm-hmm. it was six and a half. It's down. It was down to five and a half a couple hours ago. It might be down to four, <laughs> depending on what happens. I mean, these are the these are the reasons why you sit back and you look at you look at schedules. And Gordon, this was before today. This was a plus in the Kansas City win column. Now it's like eh, we may we don't know. We're not sure. 
Well, look, we all play the game of looking at the schedule and thinking we know, oh, this is a win and that's a loss. But we're just doing it because we love football, and it's just what we would do ordinarily sitting around. Like, all right, what, what does the schedule look like? Oh, is it a tough schedule? Is it an easy schedule? But it just shows you one little thing changes, and, and it changes everything. You know, if, the, if the Chiefs do not have Travis Kelsey – for a long period of time. I mean, he's not just a pro bowler. He is an all-pro tight end. He is about as big a difference maker at that position as anyone in the sport is at their position. That is a major loss for Kansas City right on the cusp of uh, the NFL season. And Gordon, it affects other people in that, in, you know, in the, in the, on the, with, as the wide receivers, all right? Because mm-hmm. he gets double – we know he's always open, but he's always. still double covered. All right, so now guys who are getting single coverage, you're not getting single coverage now. You're going to be double, or it's going to be some zone play. So it is going to be interesting to see um, how this moves as we go forward. A couple of baseball notes just to uh, before we head to the phones at one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Carlos Carrasco, finger injury, Gordon done for the season, uh, probably. And it's interesting because fans can be cruel, but looking at the reaction to him on X. It was more favorable than I thought it was going to be about, you know, it's probably the last time we've seen him in the Met uniform. You feel bad for him. He's, he's been through a lot. He's suffered through a number of challenges to make it to, to continue his career, some health challenges and so on and so forth. And, you know, it's tough to see him go out like that. But, Gordon, here's the bottom line. This was a rough year for Carlos Carrasco, and uh, there's no way you're bringing him back. So now, once again, the Mets, much like the Yankees, are looking forward to see, okay, what are we doing with our pitching staff next year? Obviously, Singa right now, Singa's got to be your ace Mm -hmm. because of how he's pitched, and you give him a lot of credit. He made the adjustment. He was started off, you know, not giving you much in innings, but he has progressed. I saw reading uh, John Harper, SNY's, uh, one of SNY's baseball insiders, say that the scout told him that Senga really has probably got his stuff is better than a lot of people thought it was. It's more than just the ghost pitch. So that's a good sign. Now the rest of the rotation, okay, you know, I figured Quintana will be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the rotation, you know, we, free agency and so on and so forth. But as far as he's concerned, you know, you have to move on from him. And as far as the Yankees are concerned, I mean, Gordon, this Anthony Rizzo mystery just continues. Yeah, it's crazy that this is something that is going to sideline him for the rest of the season, but yet he was playing with it for months. And he's now been off for a a significant, I don't know what the exact date was that they shut him down, but he's been off for a while. And I guess he's just not close and they don't have any ability to get him ramped up for the rest of the season. And let's be honest, there's not much outside of watching the kids here to to watch it and, and really be out there playing so I guess it makes sense for him to shut it down get healthy for next season he will be back he's under contract for next year and and hopefully by then he gets back to the Anthony Rizzo that you've come to know and expect yeah no question and it's it's a tough situation because yes he's under contract but Gordon what can you depend on him you don't know you don't know what you're getting I don't don't think anybody could know. I I guess it's just one of those things that just takes time and time will eventually heal it. But he's had a lot of time to sit out and it it doesn't seem like it's improved enough. But I guess the full off season, I don't know. Is there exercises that you do? I I don't know what you do for a concussion uh, or post-concussion symptoms. I think it's just you just have to hope that over time it does get better. Yeah, that's all you can hope for. And, you know, listen, it's, it's, 
And here's the thing. It's not just about next season for him. This is talking about something that could affect him permanently. So, you know, you, your prayers are going out to him that he's able to recover and have some sense of normalcy because when he says that he felt like the pitch was a foot away from him and, and different, the depth perception that was, you know, so so compromised because of that injury, is it's a scary thing. Well, at least that makes sense. Right, yes. like the fact that he was so bad for so long, we're all like thinking, "Is well, how how can he be? How can he be this bad?" Now the Yankees have had a bunch of guys where you say at that point you were saying, "How can this guy be this bad?" <laughs> but at least it makes it's one of those things where at least there's something physically wrong, and that explains it. Yes. Sometimes there's nothing physically wrong, and that's more frustrating. So he got he got placed on the injured list August third, so over a month. Uh, and, and that's more than two months after he got hurt in May. I mean, to think he got hurt in May, and it, it basically wiped out his season. Yeah, yeah. And, and they never, recover, never recovered and took this long. I tell you, there's going to be a long list for that outside, those outside uh, folks to look at, Gordon. They, they might be, it may take them the whole offseason to figure out and go through all these uh, offices and figure out all these departments and try to ascertain and solve some of the confusion that went on this season. Well, if they keep winning games, they might end up canceling. So they might not go with the deluxe package, Larry. You know, whatever package that they are planning and, and doing the deep dive on, maybe if they keep winning games like this and get over 500 and miss out on a wild card by, say, maybe five games, this is, this is the danger. By winning games, this is the danger, that they can explain it away of, well, Rizzo had a freak injury, Judge had a freak injury, we had some weird things happen, and look, it still kind of worked out okay because we won a bunch of meaningless games after the season was already over. So this is the danger uh, of winning games and, and winning another one tonight here against the Tigers team that's not very good. So um, all of a sudden, when it seemed like everything was lost and the roof was caving in and, and they were going to at least undergo a real serious analyzation of what's going on in the organization, now you have to worry a little bit of whether or not that's going to be – the deep dive might not be so deep. Gordon, if they finish above 500 and out of last place, they're bringing this whole team back. They're bringing everybody back, Gordon. They're going to bring everybody back. Well, I mean, the only people that really matter are the GM and the manager. I mean, I'm sure that they will – every team undergoes some changes in the offseason. I don't know um, what changes they really can I, – I don't think that they would bring Severino back. Um, I, I don't think that they would break, but they have certain pieces that they can't move anyway. Right. So, right. Um, but the problem is, is that it allows them to explain it away. You know, mm -hmm. if you finish in last place and you finish under 500 for the first time in 30 years, mm -hmm. it's really hard to explain it away. Now they weren't going anywhere anyway, unfortunately, but it becomes a lot easier to say, well, see, our plan was, it was still right. It just was some weird, it was just a weird season. You got to cut us a break because it was such a strange season. And we offset the weirdness of the season and the badness of the season because the Martians up now and we got, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Austin Wells, Wells up now. Yeah. We got some other young kids and it's, we're, we're, we're geared up perfectly for next year, all according to plan. Interesting that in listening to the K show and everybody's back. So we heard from mm -hmm. Kay LaGreca and Rosenberg and Michael saying that, you know, Hal Steinbrenner called these kids up. And so I'm listening to this and I'm like, you mean Cashman didn't want to call the kids up? What is he waiting for? It's, it was September. What, 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 we need to see what's going on here. I, I was a little worried about the K show today. Uh, why? 
Well, I was listening to it at the start, and Michael was very optimistic and was using the word playoffs. He was he was he was <laughs> painting the, not that he was predicting it. No, no, he's but he was laying clear. out the course, the yes. the um the road to uh to to the postseason. Playoffs. Right. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, I want I hope Michael's okay. I'm, and then it dawned on me, Larry. Yes. I we went I took the family last week to see Billy Joel at the mm-hmm. garden. Mm-hmm. And I noticed walking through Manhattan, every once in a while, there would be an aroma in the air. Okay. Uh, it was a it was a familiar smell to mm-hmm. me. My, mm-hmm. my kids not so much, but mm-hmm. uh, it it wafted through the air every once in a while. I was like, "Whoo!" Uh huh. Getting a little contact uh, high here, you know. I, <laughs> I wonder if before <laughs> the show, Michael was walking the streets of Manhattan, and, and unbeknownst to him. He became he, he got under the effects of the boobange, as they would say on the K show. I just think that he wanted to honor because Michael is here's what we know about Michael. He's rooting for him. Mm-hmm. He debuted the T-shirt Yankee Boy today. Yes, I saw that. It's a, okay. a good looking shirt. It's a great looking shirt. How better to promote the shirt for possible sales by talking about the Yankees going to the postseason? How better? I mean, it's, that's Yankee Boy. How bad? How better to promote that shirt? Yeah. I well, mean, he's uh, if he had been standing outside a little like while a longer, he might have been talking about a new dynasty or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. <laughs> Planning the the parade route for for October. Everybody, all the Yankees, see Yankee fans, because he you, you swept Houston. Even he's euphoric about sweeping Houston. When's the last time he broadcasted? He had three games where they swept Houston. He, he, he was he, a younger man. <laughs> he was a decade younger. That's that's a significant amount of you. Uh, trust me, when you're our age, 10 yes. years is significant. Woo, you haven't said a word. 1-800-919-3776. We'll come back. We'll take your phone calls. When we return, Sal Palantonio was on the K-Show today, Gordon, and he had mm-hmm. some interesting things to say about the New York football <laughs> Giants. Okay. I think Sal was also take, taking well, in part of the Bouponge. Well, you know, why? Because he said, well, we'll, yeah, we'll tease get that to a little it. bit later. That's yeah. next on 9870 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Taking your calls at 1-800-919-3776. Calls in a moment. Gordon, this is... Look, we've been talking about this a lot over the past couple of weeks, obviously leading up to this time. But (laughs) this is a very interesting game for me to see how Daniel Jones is going to perform. Um, We know that they've got these weapons. We know that they've got Saquon Barkley able to, you know, be versatile, run the ball, catch the ball. This giant offense, for them to progress, and we'll talk about the – you know, the ESPN article later that, you know, opportunities, percentages of winning the division and making the playoffs and all this other stuff. But this is such an interesting game for me because really you've got two quarterbacks who Gordon, one just got a new contract. One is in the third year trying to get another contract. And both of them, you know, Daniel Jones is always, he's got to prove something. And Dak Prescott is like, he's got to prove something too. Yeah, no question. And I would think that for Giant fans, uh, they're probably a little tired of hearing from non-Giant fans that their team was just fortunate last year, right? They just Mm -hmm. had a lot of things go right. And 
It's hard to really believe in them much this year that they're going to now compete with the Eagles and the Cowboys, considering in recent history they've not beaten the, uh, the, the Eagles or the Cowboys. So I would think that you get your chance. You're a featured matchup week one of the season. You're the Sunday night game against the Dallas Cowboys, who I know we don't believe in them because mm-hmm. I don't think we believe in the coach. I don't think we believe in the quarterback. But based on the roster that they have put together – their goal this year should be a Super Bowl. That should be the Cowboys' goal. Anything really less than a deep playoff run, at, at, to the very least, an NFC Championship game, that is a failure of a season for them. So the Giants get them right out of the box. And if you want to prove that this year is different, that this is not uh, – last year was, you were not just the, the result of, of some fortunate bounces and things that went your way – Go out there Sunday night at home against the Cowboys, get a win, and away you go. Yep, handle your business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very simple, Gordon, handle your business. You're, you're a better offensive team than you were last year. We know that they're a well-coached team. We know that they don't tend to, they really haven't shown the tendency to beat themselves. So they've got a great opportunity. They just go out, execute the game plan, and, and get a win. I mean, I know it sounds simple, but you need to start to change this culture and, and – Otherwise, Gordon, you know, we're talking about and we'll talk about the Jets a little bit later and, you know, same old Jets. I mean, what what was the stat out of the last 12 meetings? Cowboys have won 11 out of the last 12. Something of that nature. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's probably right because the Giants, had, I mean, prior to last year, the Giants didn't really beat anybody for five years. I mean, they were as yeah. bad as the Giants really have been in a very long time. So they, they weren't beating the Cowboys. They weren't beating the Eagles. They really weren't beating anybody outside of Washington. <laughs> they always seem division, to have Washington's right. number. And, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just the, the, the things that I read and the, th- the people that I talk to. feels like Giant fans are very smug going into this year. Huh. Very smug that they just, well, you know, we, we, we did what we did last year. We made the playoffs. We won a playoff game. And now it's just by decree as Giant fans that we are just expecting to now compete against the Eagles and the Cowboys and the other big-time teams in the NFC. And uh, you'll get your first share. Like, we've talked so much about the Jets having – this is a huge game for the Jets because if you want to win the division, this is a team you have to beat. You're at home. You got them. You almost beat them twice last year. Go beat them. Giants, same thing. Go beat them. If you want to make the case that you are a a real contender to win the NFC East, this is a game you got to win. Yeah, no question. In your building. In your building. Right in off your the bat. building. And you're, and you're a featured game, right? Yes. Like when they come up with the schedule, they could have picked anybody. They want Giants. They want Cowboys. Now, I think more of that's probably Cowboys, America's team, all that type of stuff. But the Giants are no slouches. No, not at all. Not at all. And clearly, I think the other tra- attraction here, Gordon, is the fact that the Giants have improved themselves offensively. So you have the opportunity where you can go down the field and maybe get some points. And, of course, there's the – Oh, how's Saquon Barkley going to play? And how's he going to respond to show, you know, after the the less than optimistic offseason, shall we say? It, it could have been more turmoil, but he kept it to a minimum. So I think there's a lot of reasons why this is the big game on Sunday night. It's prime time. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. Going to be interesting. Absolutely. When we return, your calls are next. Hardesty and Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.
everybody's right about the schedule. It's tough. That's why I say I look at this and I'm looking at the first four games. You must beat your divisional opponents at home if you want to win your division or make the playoffs or else it's a bank shot. So you have to start by beating Dallas at home. You go to Arizona, you presumably can roll them up. You stay out on the West Coast, I would imagine, and then go to San Francisco, tough game, night game. And then you come back here and you play Seattle at MetLife. So at the very least, they have to go two and two in the first four, in my view. Especially with that head coach spewing that knowledge over in Arizona, Gordon. Yes. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Hard to see a day more on ESPN New York tonight here on 9870 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, let's go to the phones. Let's do it. Head to Staten Island. That's where Bobby's hanging out on 98.7. What's up, Bobby? Hey, how you doing, guys? Uh, long time listener. I'm glad you guys got me in. You know, the coaches, they have to sound optimistic, but when they be realistic, they haven't beaten Dallas since, like, 2018. Okay. You know, a while. Yeah. It's been a long while, and General Jones has never beaten Dak, so I don't know when they think he's going to start. Uh, they're hoping Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Same came from last year, maybe what, one or two additions, that's about it? Come on. And honestly, I think if Dak wasn't hurt last year, I think they beat the Eagles both games. Jalen Hurts hasn't beaten Dak either. Well, I'll say this, Guys, talk about it later. Yeah, I, right. thanks for the phone call. I'll say this. They only have a couple of additions, but Gordon, I think the additions, at least for the first game, are substantial. I mean, Waller is a outstanding tight end. He's healthy. Okay, as long as he's yeah. healthy, he's gonna he's gonna be a, a you know a guy that's gonna give you. Some, he's a performance guy. So you know, I know the big knock on him is his availability, and we get that. And hopefully, he's available for the Giants, unlike the way he was for the Raiders. If he is, he's your number one receiver, Gordon, and. He's going to command a double in some situations, which is going to open up some things here. So at least uh, Daniel Jones has got some options. And then what it does by getting the ball down the field for Barkley and for Jones, Jones with the RPO, you know they're going to put more RPOs in the, in the situation for him, Gordon, because with, with an open field to get, down, to get down the field, he's going to be able to get some more, some more yardage on the ground. Yeah, I could see how people would look at the Giants and say, okay, they had a good year last year, but they didn't exactly blow you away with the improvements that they made. Yeah, Waller's nice, and the, the kid they drafted in the third round, Hyatt, might be a, a player at some point, but he's a rookie receiver coming in. And the Giants got a lot of guys at the receiver position, but you would their, their, their strength is in depth, not necessarily mm -hmm. in, uh, in, in specific superstar players. But I think where a lot of the expected improvement comes from this year is that it's year two. It's year two under the same regime. Daniel Jones has the same coaches for a second straight year where it seems like his entire career with the Giants has been in flux every single year. So I think if you take a look, if you're an optimistic Giant fan, you look at where things started last year with Daniel Jones and the expectations at that point and where they were at the end, if he can pick things up, where he ended off last year and still make more progress because he's got to make more progress. It's not a, he's not, it wasn't like you got to the end of last year and you're like, Oh, this is, this is, he's answered every question. No, he still has to improve. But I think that's where the optimism comes from is that you saw how much he improved in year one under Brian Dable. And now he gets a second year to kind of really um, knuckle down and, and, and on the finer points of this offense. But Sal Palantonio, who's on the case, show was right. They, they, they can't go worse than two and two. No, absolutely. They can't. No. He's, he's a thousand percent right. They, they yeah. can't go worse than that. 
Spike's in St. Pete. Hey, Spike. Hey, boys. Welcome to the 9 o'clock hour. I got a big, it's like a big birthday present for me. One more third of you guys. And uh, I agree with you so much. It's probably because I listen to you every minute I can. Uh, you make the point about the lines on, on the football real first and the baseball comment. Uh, you always make the point about the uh, defensive and offensive lines, Larry. And plus, the size Daniel Jones, if you looked at him this year, he's bulked up. He looks like a man now. He looks like he gained about 10 or 12 pounds. And, he and uh, listen, he did the best. They schemed him out last year. He had, had no one to throw to. I mean, he could have gotten guys up off the street. And they dropped a lot of balls on him, and he did the best he can. But I don't think he'll run that often. So when it does, it'll be more effective. And, uh, you know, they just have to get their interior linemen to just block a little better. They got better receivers. And that Barkley faded out a little bit last year, but he handled a big load. I think Giants will be fine. I, I, I don't think they're smug, Gordon. I, I just think that this is the second year. You know, you said smug, that they fit, fit, you, you, your opinion was acting smug. I disagree because I just think, and then you said the second year. It's a kind of you mix those two in the batter, and that's what's happened. The coach was terrific, obviously, and the defensive coordinator. He, this guy's an older guy. He must, he must be very good because the Giants gave up very little in the uh, in the red zone. And one thing on the baseball, you mentioned Cole. Boy, Cole sweated like Patrick Ewing tonight. Man, hot out there. <laughs> But uh, he was good, and uh, I love the bottom of the lineup. Don't let him play. I wish they would have done this three weeks ago. And what about the kid, the lefty on the Cubs for the Cy Young? This guy, stri- not Strider, it was Steele or something. Is he the yeah, National Justin League? Steel? Yeah. Yeah. Is he going to win the National League or one of the Atlanta pitchers? I would think it's probably going to be Strider. I've not looked at the odds in a Thanks, while. Mike. Um, I know that uh, Steele is the kid that, from the Cubs that's uh, pitched really well, and he, mm-hmm. he does have a case to be made. There's still some, you know, still a bit of a season left to, to go, but I think that uh, Strider has more of the numbers that jump out at you. Yeah, Bobby's in Belmore. What's up, Bobby? Guys, uh, listen. Um, hi, guys. Uh, listen, as crazy as it sounds, um, there are seven games behind after today in a lost column with 24 left. Now, you look at Texas, they're on a free fall. Toronto's missing three-fourths of their infield for a few more games. Uh, Evaldi's out for Texas now. We know how sure the pitchers in big games. It's terrible. And one of the two Blue Jays that are out is their best hit of Bichette. They got six more games for Toronto. So, I mean, if they, I mean, it's crazy to talk, but if they sweep Detroit, they could actually pick up a few more games. And, you know, you, things get really interesting. Bobby, can this team – Wait, 25 games left, about 20? you got to go yes, something I mean, like 20 and 5, 21 and 4. Is this team going to 20 and 5, 21 and 4? No, I'm talking about the other teams. They're 4. No, but I you got to win. It doesn't matter what they do if you don't win. 2007, the Metro have seven games, and they blew that lead. Yeah, but that's right, but that's one team. That's one team. How many team. years ago was that, right? It happened one time in, in, well, in forever. Well, Toronto, I, I mean, they have six games left with Toronto. They've, been ch- they've choked before. Mm-hmm. And they're missing. They have a lot of injuries. They're missing three fourths of their infield for another few more games, which means the Yankees could maybe they could pick up a couple. I know Toronto has Oakland, but they could maybe pick up a couple more games. Texas is on a free fall. They've Bobby, been awful you, for about Bobby, a month. you now. haven't answered my question. Can the Yankees okay. go twenty-one and four or twenty and five over that stretch? I'm not talking about they the other teams. Not, they might, because they if they don't win, they might, it doesn't well, matter might, what the other teams do. They could go eighteen do. and six. They could go eighteen and six, and I could see them going eighteen and six. I could get them in. You think they can go eighteen and six? Toronto, if they beat Toronto. <laughs> Bobby, you think they can go 18 and 6? 
Well, I mean, if they keep playing the way they're playing now, I mean, they can go 18-6 if, if they keep playing the way they won seven out of the last eight. And, you know, I know they played Detroit a number of these games, but they swept Houston. And, the, and these young kids have given these veterans some some life. I mean, look at Stanton. You know, Stanton could stay healthy, which he has. I know he's been a bust, you know, since they got him. Out, you know, but he's been deep. Then does it well in, post, in big uh, pressure situations like he did in the playoffs. And if Stanton could, could somehow get, get going with Torres, Judge, and, you know, and, you know, D.J. Mulaney has been, been hitting home runs lately. And, uh, you know, Dominguez has been a big lift for them. And, you know, I think I, it's not just like the Yankees. Uh, the, the Texas has been awful. Look at Texas. But they, once again, Bobby, and, and I get your point. I do. Thanks for the phone call. But if the Yankees don't win, it doesn't matter what everybody else does. The they Yankee, have to win. They have a game going. Obviously, their their game's not over just yet. But once this mm-hmm. one is over, they will have 24 games left. Okay. And coming into the day, they were eight games out of the final wild card. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of work to do. <laughs> That's all I got to say. We're in it to win it, Larry. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but <laughs> no, I've heard. I've heard. I've seen it. The, this this is going to turn out to be the worst case scenario. It's no question. They are going to win more games. They yes, are going to get are. closer. I, yep. I don't know. That I don't expect them to make the playoffs. I don't expect them to get all that close. But they'll get yep. to within three or four probably because the schedule's real bad here, and they'll make their run. But they won't get in, but it'll give them the excuses that they can make, the narratives that they can spit. Oh, it was just that judge injury, Larry. That judge injury. Look at what our record was before the judge injury. Rizzo, Rizzo went down with this freak thing. It was just, it was just who who could have predicted? You watch. They are going. The Yankees are still the best at making excuses when the season doesn't go the way they wanted it to. But the question is, will the fans bite? They can say it, they can sing it, they can hum it, they can rap it. But will the fans take it? Will they say, yeah, all right? We need some up. We need an upgraded left field. We need an upgraded center field. We need an upgraded third base. We still need an upgrade in a lot of positions. That's the whole thing. So yeah, they, they, you know the spin doctor. Listen, spin doctors get paid a lot of money, a lot of money to spin it. But are the fans listening, uh, Gordon? I don't. I don't think they'll buy it. I really don't think the Yankees, but the it. but the Yankees will be selling it. Oh, there's no they will be, be selling, selling it. it, Larry. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. We'll continue the conversation with you next on 98.7 ESPN.